162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, boy, did old Andy Poland hit a nerve with his Jack Del Rio comments. I'll take him head on. Phil had his first open presser today. How'd it go? Not great, Bob. Popular things that people say, everybody hates those. And take that EPIS and shove it up your ass. Your bonus, uncensored, 35-minute edition of the ZAPEcast is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, June 14, 2022. It is just yours truly today. Another solo cast for your enjoyment. The results of Game 5 of the NBA Finals were too late for this edition of the Zabecast. Tune in tomorrow. A partial score as we begin the third quarter. Golden State 51, Boston 46. Check your local newspapers today for the final score. All right. Andy, Andy, Andy. Strong pushback, including great disappointment as well from my Little League baseball coach of Mort's Bootery, the great Frank Catula. Coach, I'm sorry. Coach wanted me to not let Andy get away with that shit. It wasn't that I was letting him get away with stuff. But I just didn't have the time, nor really the inclination, to try to say, whoa, 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 no, that's not correct, or hold on a second, are you saying this? Because I know Andy too well. Andy is a guy whose mind I have never changed, to my knowledge, about anything. And that's mostly sports-related opinions. 
only a begrudging after a, you know, final admission of, okay, I guess you were right, can I get out of Andy? But to change his mind, I mean, there's just no way. Others of you appreciated at least my attempt to get him to zoom out, maybe, just a second and take a larger, wider look at the playing field of how these things are going these days, but he didn't seem to want to do that. I think some people are certain about what they think and unconcerned about what they actually might not know. Oh, they're rock solid, certain. I think this. Okay, how much do you know about that? I don't, I know this is my opinion. And they don't get changed. Their mind does not get changed by more facts. And sometimes, and I'm not saying this in particular about Andy, but the great saying I've heard before is, you can't reason a person out of an opinion that they didn't reason themselves into. In other words, if somebody is sitting on an opinion that is purely based on emotion or their own personal biases or preferences and not really a logical position, then you're never going to be able to get them out with logic. So I don't know what to say. I think Andy also doesn't have the necessary cynical mind when it comes to government. Oh, he has a cynical mind when it comes to sports and athletes, and he displays it all the time. But for some reason, he never seems to turn that cynical eye, which is warranted on the government at all levels, from dog catcher all the way up to the president. I think he's a believer in law and order. He's a believer in systems and routines. He's a believer in establishment. So he rarely calls bullshit on people in charge in society. Of course, I don't know about what he thinks of the current guy. I know he voted for him. I know he hates Trump. Maybe I should ask Andy next time, I think Biden's doing Andy. I, I can probably guess the answer, but I don't know. Maybe Andy will surprise us. Maybe he'll just say, Jesus, this senile old fool fucking running the country into the ground. But I voted for him, and I am a Democrat. Maybe he'd say that. I doubt it. I would venture to guess if Biden were, say, McCain, old and clearly diminished, or worse, as Biden is now, and if gas were $5 a gallon and skyrocketing, and he hates that shit, if baby food was currently in a shortage situation, if the stock market was nosediving, if McCain was then banging the drums, we got to get involved in Ukraine, I think you'd be pretty pissed, Andy Old Andy would be at John McCain. He'd be like, this fucking guy. But maybe, maybe not. I don't know. The Del Rio thing, though, also showed that Andy, I think, thinks very selfishly. I know he said to me before he doesn't think anyone needs to have certain kinds of guns. He would limit it to basically just hunting guns. Kind of wants what the policy is in Canada. And there's countries he could move to if he wants that as, you know, the way the law of the land. But that ain't happening in America. I mean, he lives in a comfortable, overwhelmingly white Montgomery County, Maryland. He rides his bike. He goes to dinner. He goes to lunch. He goes to synagogue. He goes to movies. And that's enough. That's enough for good enough Andy. He doesn't need a gun, doesn't want a gun. Would never shoot anybody with a gun. So why should anyone else? 
And the whole thought of, well, how are you going to round up 300 million of them if you got your wet dream of, okay, I've declared guns are illegal. Now turn them in. I, I can tell you right now, that's of no concern to Andy and others. They don't think like, well, how are we going to actually do it? So he's wishing of a world with no guns, very low gun crimes, no mass shootings. And you know what? That's a wonderful world. I dream of that world as well. But it's not America. It's never going to be. I know. There are other countries. Well, yeah, this country, they ban guns, and they haven't had a mass shooting since whatever. Okay. Again, 300-plus million guns and a little thing called the Second Amendment. We are a massive, very diverse country. It's not going to happen. But I won't give up on Andy, even if I can't change his mind. I'm not trying to change his mind. I can't unfriend him. I'd be happy to engage him if he likes. But it's probably best to just stick to sports and stick to the commanders, even though this was a commanders-related thing, Jack Del Rio. Sort of like when Jay said last week that he thought because he's alive, after COVID, that the public health authorities probably did a pretty good job. So, shrug emoji. I'm not going to give up Jay for those thoughts either. Jay has them. He believes what he believes. He's certain of it. What he knows, what he doesn't know, eh, I don't know if he really thinks about that. Phil Mickelson met the press at the U.S. Open on Monday, and it did not go well. I'm going to play for you, I think, the two is about 25 minutes. And Phil was halting, defensive at times, chippy almost. He looked like he had aged five more years, didn't seem very happy, didn't have a good answer to just about anything, and used respect, I want to say, no less than 50 times. I know that sounds like an insane amount. It was every other word. Respect, I respect, I respect, I respect. Here was Mickelson on the two key questions. Question number one was, well, what does the Live Tour give you that you weren't getting on the PGA Tour? And the answer is money, more money. But he couldn't just say that, although you'll hear him hint at it. And then the second question was, so you talk about wanting to you know, get balance and control your schedule. Why do you care then? about your PGA Tour membership status. You, you, you've committed to the live tour. Let, let it go as the song goes from Frozen. Here was Phil Mickelson. Right behind Doug. Phil, what appeals to you about live golf that you weren't getting from the PGA Tour? I think that there's, a, uh, certain, there's an obvious um, incredible financial commitment. <laughs> Ding. But more than that, uh, for, for all the players, yeah, involved, not just me. Everyone involved, but more than that, there are other factors that, with um, fewer tournaments, it allows me to have more balance in my life. It allows me to do things that are off the golf course. I've always wanted to do, and um, I find that uh, as I prioritize those are those that are important to me, people that are important to me going forward, this allows me to have more time with them, be more present, and uh, to share more life experiences outside of golf. Question in the back left, Ryan. 
Phil, kind of as a, as a follow to that, I understand you have lifetime status, but if you're so uh, gung-ho on live golf going forward, why do you still want to play on the PGA Tour? <laughs> I've worked hard to earn a lifetime membership. I've worked hard to um, give back to the PGA Tour and the game of golf throughout my 30-plus years of professional golf. And um, I've earned that lifetime membership, so it's, I believe that it should be my choice. Me, 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 me. Not exactly a stellar performance. Hard to think that anyone could have, you know, done great with the onslaught of questions. But, uh, you know, for a guy that says this is going to be great for the game and does this, shouldn't you be happier? Shouldn't you have a happy story to tell? He did not seem happy, and he almost seemed to be oozing shame. If you're not going to embrace it, if you're not going to be happy saying, you know what, I think this tour is going to be great. You guys got to give it a chance. I know I there's reports of me getting a huge compensation package to be part of it. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to deny it. But this is what I've built my whole life on, and I'm capitalizing on it. And, you know, he's been hit with these Saudi families, or I mean the 9-11 families, which I think is a cheap shot. Obviously, everyone's sympathetic to people who were lost on 9-11, but, you know, do these same families go around writing letters, tisking every other American interest, corporate interest, government interest, business interest that does anything with the Saudis? It's like, oh, let's get filled with the 9-11 families. That's a tough one for him to sound good on, but, well... They kneecapped him with that. The pundits' roundtable was interesting on the Golf Channel. One of the points made by one of the guys, and I forget who it was, was basically, you know, it's sad because the old Phil is gone. And by the old Phil, it's not just he's gone from the press tent at tour events, aside from the handful of majors, but the old Phil, who was kind of the goofy hipster, the guy who was one click cooler than your dad joke cracking middle-aged dude that's gone there's no amount of thumbs up that will fix this the die is cast he's shown his colors and history will write the rest good or bad you know we're driven by the search for better when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. 
run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. Speaking of the Saudis, what are they doing with this? I read a business article that talked about, I think it was front office sports, that laid it out basically saying, look, they changed the laws in the kingdom to allow for investment funds like this one to spend their money outside of Saudi Arabia. So this investment fund that's behind the Live Tour, they've got $600 billion. So that would be $600,000 million they've got to spend. And they're out there flinging this cash around. They're buying up properties. They're buying up Premier League teams and F1 teams and gaming companies and technology companies. And Uber, I think, they've got a major investment in. Now they've bought a, or they're trying to buy a golf tour. They've bought a few stars off of one tour, and they've got a tour, but it's kind of small. But what are they going to do with it? Reminds me of the movie, We Bought a Zoo. Oh, congratulations. You fell in love with a zoo. You bought a zoo. Now now what are you going to do with the zoo? If you buy the PGA Tour, what are you going to do with it? How long are you really in it for? What's the goal? Baseball, Steven Strasburg might be done for the year, might be done-ish on his career. Dan Kolko reported on Monday that Strasburg is going to the IL for the Nationals. He threw his normal post-start bullpen session, didn't feel right, MRI, it's a tough blow for Strasburg and the team as he tries to come back from thoracic outlet surgery. 34 years old, the Nationals gave him a huge deal after he won the World Series MVP with two road wins, a 5-0 and postseason record, seven years, $245 million. He was 31 at the time. He had had serious arm trouble before and, and had some finicky arm trouble as well along the way to that World Series MVP. Oh, did I mention he's a Boris client? You know, there's one thing for the learners to say, God, we can't just let this guy walk. He won the World Series for us. He was the MVP, won two games, was 5-0 and in the postseason. Uh, can we really do that? Well, everyone was screaming, this guy's arm is not going to hold up. And here we are. I think Boris might be, possibly, I've got no proof of this, but he might be part witch because he convinces owners who are supposedly smart and know the value of things to actually do really dumb stuff. Popular things people claim everybody hates. I present to you one of my favorite candies of all time, good and plenty. I know this, my pops loves them. What's up, pops? You and me, brother. I love them as well. Most people put them in the same category as candy corn or circus peanuts 
or peeps at Easter. No, 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 no. Those are novelties, okay? Candy corn makes its appearance once every year right around Halloween. Half of the stuff the candy corn gets bought is put in a dish and never eaten. I'll eat it, though. Same thing for peeps. Circus peeps, I don't even know. <laughs> what, what do people do with those things? They're novelties. Good and plenty. I'm sorry, people, that hate on it. It's in every convenience store in America, and it's in every movie theater in America. So if it sucks, how come it's moving so many units? How come it's available everywhere? How come on the store shelves you don't see 20 boxes of good and plenty and only like one or two Snickers bars? Because they're like, oh, no, we can't sell these things. So here's my question. What else is something that everybody claims? Oh, everybody hates that stuff. But it's undeniably popular somehow, some way, because I am sick of getting shamed for loving good and plenties. Dateline Phoenix, a $2 million home in Scottsdale, comes with a wiffle ball field. That's right, a full-on, I would say regulation, but there is no regulation on wiffle ball, but it's a full-on wiffle ball-sized field, outfield fence, scoreboard, base paths, natural grass. I mean, it, it's gorgeous. <laughs> the home itself is certainly not that impressive looking, but the market out there, the real estate market, is absolutely exploding. And I'm pretty sure, even though I'm not a realtor, I'm pretty sure that that field adds virtually no value to the home itself. Oh, yeah, you better play night games as well from May through October. Dateline, public health. Here is the state of public health journalism right now in America. The New York Times, the paper of record, all the news that's fit to print. On their newsletter titled The Morning, has a headline that reads, ready? Do COVID precautions work? Subhead, yes, but they haven't made a big difference. <laughs> yes, they work. Yeah, what are they doing? Well, they're really, they're, they're not doing anything, but they work. Aaron Kirarty on Twitter, he's a psychiatric physician, says, health policy journalism at its finest. The paradox is so profoundly deep, it's beyond the rational understanding of mere mortals. Do COVID precautions work? Yes, but they haven't made a big difference. Define work, quote unquote. Paul Charchian, our friend who would be on this week, but he's uh, traveling so he couldn't be on the podcast, had the following tweet regarding Ted Lasso. Quote, Ted Lasso is pretty good, but it really needs a laugh track so I know when to laugh and how hard. I don't know if Charch was joking, agitating, trolling, or serious in this, so I'll take him at serious. Charch, no, no, no. This is not what Ted Lasso needs. Ted Lasso doesn't need anything as a show. It's ending after three seasons, which is very short for a successful, popular show. But it's the right move because the story arc of the team 
could not withstand more than one more season. They've got to pay it off with the usual underdog, does something amazing sports movie arc. But everyone sees it coming. They know it's coming. They just want to see how it's executed. Now, what makes Ted Lasso so good is still elusive to me. I'm not sure. I've talked about this before. I mean, it's saccharine sweet. It is just syrupy. Mm. Oh, God. That's really sweet. It's almost a cartoon drawing of life. And the characters are almost two-dimensional. But somehow it all kind of works. I mean, Ted's a virtual idiot. He's a corny pussy. But then every time you think this guy couldn't lead a group of alpha men in a high league, in a high level European soccer club, every time you think that he shows his spine, doesn't he? And he has a moral compass. And you're like, all right. He may have corny jokes and a stupid little mustache, but don't underestimate Ted Lasso. The star striker is a pretty cocky guy, but it's all fake. It's a cardboard front because he's been masking his problems growing up with his dad. The owner is this rich, statuesque, middle-aged goddess, but she's clunky and unsure of herself. So you kind of root for her, you know? Like, hey, hey, you're banging the star. (laughs) You're banging one of the... uh, African star 20-year-olds, and you're twice his age. Good for you, girl. Roy Kent, the former star defensive player. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent. Struggling with his post-playing life seems to now have settled into a good place, and you feel good for him. And I love it when he just comes up on people. Suddenly, he's like, oi. Oi, what you eating? Oi. I'm not doing that shit. Oi, piss off. I think I like it probably because I think it's so perfectly shot. The balance of the camera work, the quality of the settings, the lighting, the colors. Oh, it's fantastic. And the plucky underdog story in sports. Well, there's a reason it's tried and true. Charge, it does not need a laugh track. If something's funny to you, then laugh. I don't even think it's supposed to be that funny. Dateline Boston. Piss detectors to the rescue. It's sad that, well, this is where we are as a society, but, you know, if we can lean on technology to solve problems that, well, we should be able to solve on our own, we'll do it. Get a load of this. The Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority hopes a new program to tackle public urination in system elevators will be solved with technology. The pilot program has urine detection sensors in the four downtown elevators. They alert transit ambassadors who can dispatch a cleaning crew. The sensors on the ceiling of an elevator have an attached fan, which allows them to suck in air and basically smell what's present including, I guess, piss. The pilot kicks off in August. Data will be collected for several months before the agency makes a decision about whether to implement the program by year's end, says the newspaper. Nearly a decade ago, in Atlanta, they did a similar thing. Their elevators triggered strobe lights, alarms, and alerts to MARTA police when urine was detected. The elevators were then inoperable until a cleaning. Great. So they'd be out of commission for weeks, I'm sure. That program, deemed a success, 
was eventually expanded. Now, was it really a success or was it government who said, ooh, we've got budget now for these new piss detectors in elevators. Let's call it a success and get more money. Of course, this used to be solved by, well, if people are pissing in the elevator, you put a camera in there. And if somebody is caught on camera pissing in the elevator, you find that person, you arrest that person, and you charge that person with a crime sufficient to deter people pissing in elevators. Or you can have piss detectors, which I guess we're going to have now in Boston. And then there's this, take your ephus and shove it. It's bad enough that the Yankees are back to being this juggernaut team that's hitting a billion home runs. But when light-hitting catcher Kyle Higashioka, Higashioka? Higashioka. Kyle Higashioka. What a funny first name for a guy with a Japanese last name. Light-hitting catcher Kyle Higashioka got served up the meatball of a lifetime the other night. Uh, he went to the 11th inning. Uh, I'm sorry. He's, uh, he had a pair of home runs to power the Bronx Bombers to their 11th win in their last 12 games. And he capped the scoring in the bottom of the eighth inning with a blast to left field off the Cubs' first baseman, Frank Schwindel. That had to be seen to be believed, writes the New York Post. According to MLB.com, an EFIS pitch from Schwindel, that would be a super high-arcing slow pitch, was clocked at 35.1 miles per hour. Should have had its hazard lights on. It's believed to be the slowest pitched ever hit for a home run that MLB has ever measured. Higashioka entered the game with zero homers in the season, but connected off Cubs reliever Daniel Norris in the third for his first of the game before following up with a 370-foot, 76-foot shot into left field off of Schwindel. You see the highlight of this, and it's great. He's like, okay, here it comes. Waits, 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 and then just takes a massive cut and bam, launches it. Now, you might say, well, what is an EFIS pitch? It's a super high arcing lobbed pitch that's meant to be, if you can't throw it fast, because slow, straight pitching, major league hitters will tee off on. So what do you do to make it harder? You throw it really high. If you can throw it really high with control, you could get guys out. Now, the invention of the EFIS is attributed to Rip Sewell of the Pittsburgh Pirates back in the 40s, Although, according to historians John Thorne and John Holloway, the first pitcher to throw a big blooper was Bill Phillips, who played the National League on and off from 1890 to 1903. So you're going to have to dust off your old VHS copies of Ken Burns baseball to see inning two on that. The practice then lay dormant for nearly 40 years until Rip Sewell, yes, Rip Sewell, resurrected it. According to manager Frankie Frisch, the pitch was named by outfielder Maurice Van Robes. When asked what it meant, Van Robes said, Oh, Ephus ain't nothing, and that's a nothing pitch. Although the origin is not known for certain, Ephus may also come from the Hebrew word Ephus, meaning zero. 
Sewell's earliest recorded use of the pitch came in a game against the Braves at Forbes Field in Pittsburgh in 1943. Although as early as the spring training of 42, Sewell may have been experimenting with the pitch as well. He went on to win 20 games throwing that pitch in 1943. Now, I'm not clear if that was the only pitch he threw or it was just a change-up pitch. Like, oh, watch this. Boop. After appearing in over 300 Major League games, Rip Sewell gave up only one career home run off the EFAS. It was to Ted Williams in the 46 All-Star game. Williams challenged Sewell to throw the pitch. He obliged. Williams then fouled it off. When Sewell then announced he was going to throw it again, Williams clobbered it for a home run. When describing the mechanics of the pitch and why he was able to succeed where others had failed, Williams remarked, heck, a little girl could, a little girl could hit that pitch, but you had to provide all the power yourself. My voice is going. Can you believe this? It's terrible. All right, that is a wrap for today. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for being a loyal ZabeCast listener. Earlier today, I think while my voice is gone, I was hooting and hollering with Jay. We recorded the Yacht Rock draft for 2022. I picked five. He picked five. We alternated. We played the songs. We commented on them. We gave backgrounds about the artists involved. It's a pretty good podcast, and guess what? It's going to be Friday. For subscribers only. Oh, you dirty bastard, Zabe. How could you do that? Well, I mean, I am shameless. I do want more of you to subscribe and give me your hard-earned $5 a month, which is eleven or 12 months for the price of 11 when you sign up for a year. Cancel any time. I got no qualms about it. I'm not going to hold your money. But yeah, um, I want new listeners. I want new subscribers, obviously. And truthfully... I think certain things should be kept just for the subscribers. So even if you don't want to sign up to Fridays, uh, it's going to be for just the true one percenters. Uh, you can go to uh, zabe.com slash premium to find out how you can uh, subscribe. That's zabe.com slash premium. Okay. Thank you for listening. Rate and review. Tell a friend. Go enjoy your Tuesday, everybody. I'm going to go take a nice steamy shower some lozenges, and drink some water and hot tea. And I'll be back here right in your face again tomorrow on the ZabeCast. We'll see you then. A hundred and sixty-two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.